Hi, Tim Blankenship here with Divorce661.com. This is episode two of what we're calling judgment reviews. This is what I do for a living. Uh, for those folks who don't choose to hire our service from the get-go, those folks of you who try and do your divorce on your own, uh, whoops, um, I wanted to create these videos for you. Let me get this into a uh, frame here and uh, show you what I deal with when folks do their own divorce and then turn in their judgment uh, and they will then get a reject sheet nine times out of ten and you'll get this multiple times. So I just wanted to go over this reject sheet with you and I don't know what's going on here. There we go. All right. Just a little bigger. Okay, there we go. So what we're looking at here is a reject sheet from someone who tried to do their own divorce. And this is pretty typical. You'll get between a one and three page list of rejections. Sometimes they will uh, populate these so it all appears on one page. And as you'll see in other of these types of videos, it's a three page form and they just mark the appropriate box. This is more of a condensed one. So let's talk about why this particular case was rejected and what was needed to happen in order to correct it. So we'll start here right at the top. So uh, number one says submit a judicial form council F1, FL130 appearance stipulation and waivers signed by both parties. So this was what's considered an uncontested case. Uh, they uh, both parties were participating and I believe a response was filed. I'll have to see as we go down here. Yeah, respondent appeared. So there was a response filed in this case. So this is going to be more along the lines of an uncontested case because only certain forms are needed. Uh, if, you know, if it's a hybrid, a stipulated judgment or a default or an uncontested case, there's going to be a slightly different forms. So when it's uncontested, you will need to prepare an FL-130. It's just an appearance stipulation and waivers, and it's signed by both parties. Basically, because you're not going to trial and you're in agreement, you're basically waiving your final uh, declaration of disclosures, essentially. All right, Judicial Council Form FL-141. In any case where the parties are both participating, whether it be uncontested or whether it be uh, a hybrid, a default with agreement, you both need to complete this FL-141. It's your declaration regarding service of declaration of disclosure and income and expense declaration. You can see here it says must be submitted by the party, uh, by the petitioner as to the uh, preliminary declaration of disclosure. And same with respondent. It has to be completed by the respondent as well. Uh, let's see, it says here it must be submitted by the petitioner and the respondent as to the final declaration of disclosure. Okay, this is the waiver, the 144 here this Judicial Council Form 144. So what they're saying is in regards to the FL 141, the preliminary disclosures are mandatory, but you can waive the final declaration disclosure, which is Form FL 144. You don't need to do the disclosure twice if you guys are in agreement and your case was handled relatively quickly. Okay, FL 170, <clears throat> excuse me, must be submitted by the petitioner. So this is just a, it's a form, I don't care what type of case you have, whether it be a default with agreement, default without agreement, or uncontested case, you need an FL-170, it's a three-page form. It's submitted by the petitioner and only uh, signed by the petitioner. Judicial Council Form FL-180. So this is the cover sheet to your judgment or your settlement agreement. You're always going to have an FL-180. This says submit an original marital settlement agreement with all original signatures and three complete copies. So the cover FL-180 cover sheet is the... Uh, the top form that'll be part of your settlement agreement, whether, whether you're using a uh, narrative MSA or you're using the forms as we recommend. Okay, enter the correct jurisdiction date. So when you 
file, when you prepare your judgment and you prepare your FL 180, there's a form on there that says uh, court required jurisdiction over the respondent on. And you can have two options, either the date they were served, as you can see here, the court notified them that, hey, this is the date of service, or the date that they filed their response, which also means appeared. You can use the earlier of the dates. It just depends on, um, you know, if you're trying to get your divorce done quickly. And, and with our cases, we don't have our, the respondent respond purposely just to save on court fees. So generally speaking, we're always using the service date, which will generally be the sooner of the two dates. All right, it says this judgment contains provision for child support. So whenever there is child support, you need to have a copy of this FL-192, Notice of Rights and Responsibilities. There's nothing to fill out on there. It's a it's an already completed form, but it's just a Notice of Rights and Responsibilities regarding minor children. And this will actually be the second form, two-page form, behind the FL-180 in your stacking order. And if you don't know what I'm talking about, just Google uh, stacking order for California divorce papers. I've done a video on what order your papers go in. Uh, but you'll have your FL-180, and if there's minor children, you're going to have the FL-192 directly behind it. Next thing we have here says child custody visitation order lacks the findings. Attached to every copy to this one, 341. Okay, so when there's children, you have to have a child custody order and a child support order. Um, even if you're not going to have child support or you're going to request no child support, you still have to have the order in there. You have to have the all the appropriate court orders in there so they can make this, they can establish what it is you're trying to accomplish as far as your uh, child support order. Plus the forms have all the necessary language you're going to need in getting your judgment submitted. It says the judgment fails to acknowledge the court's jurisdiction or child support. Again, again, this takes care of when you use the forms, FL 341, that's going to handle the court's jurisdiction because it's literally a box that you just check. And lastly, uh, FL 190, this is notice of entry of judgment. The form is required. Uh, it's, there's no signatures on it, but it basically is, it just says that uh, the judgment uh, has been entered with the court. When your divorce is all done, you're going to get two things back. You're going to get your FL-180 with all the, with the MSA settlement agreement or, or judgment forms behind it, and you're going to get the FL-190, and that, this form lets you know, yes, your judgment is final, because here's your FL-180, and it's been entered with the court, and these are two forms that you'll get back when your divorce is finalized. TimPlaneshipDivorce661.com, hope you enjoyed the second episode of Judgment Reviews, and maybe you learned something from this and correcting your own judgment. If you have any questions, we do provide a full-service divorce solution anywhere in California. Again, you can go to divorce661.com or schedule a consultation with us at 661-281-0266. And take care. It's a pleasure speaking to you today.